Colleague Box is a Derby-based gifting service that offers customizable, personalized gifts. Delivering nationwide, the gift boxes are ideal for companies to send to colleagues, prospects, suppliers, or clients, or for individuals to send to friends or family. Choose from our collection, or we can create a bespoke box based on your budget, brand, colors, and logos. Colleague Box, connect with colleagues wherever they are. Les Deploy, welcome on to, to Talk Derby to me. How are you at the minute during the obviously difficult times, but you're, you're back playing some cricket? Yeah, I'm, I'm just delighted to be, be back out training and I'm starting our first warm-up game tomorrow, so really excited for that. And uh, yeah, the season's right around the corner, so um, yeah, stoked. Uh. What stage are you at now? Are you back, just back on grass and like, are you ready to go and to play cricket now in the pre-season? Yeah, so we've been... Out, out on the pitch for, for probably about two weeks now. Um, it was a bit of bit frustrating being indoors for so long, but you know it's understandable. You know during COVID, obviously having to be indoors, um, and and obviously the weather. You know with cricket being a summer sport, it's not always that easy to get out. Um, but yeah, no, it's just like I said, it's unbelievable back being back outside. Then the sun's come out just in time for the cricket season. <laughs> just uh, I thought that earlier. Where where are you tomorrow? Uh, we're playing at Derby, or some of us are playing at Derby, and some of us are playing at Leicester. Uh, so we're playing against Yorkshire uh, warm-up game, our first warm-up game. Okay, excited. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, can't wait. <laughs> yeah, can't wait. Let's make the best of the time in the middle, I guess. <laughs> so take us. We always start on on this podcast from like right at the very beginning. So obviously, what was your first your first memories growing up, getting into the sport? Can you remember like your first first getting into the game yeah I was I was sort of exposed to it by my two uncles um on a farm my, my dad grew up on a farm and they had this tennis court there um and I just remember them putting a a short handle sized bat which is obviously you know for reference to other yeah not non-cricket watches um it's obviously the biggest bat you get in 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 the men's game so I was not nearly ready to to hold a big bat like that but um you know they just kept peppering me with kept peppering me with with a lot of bounces and quick balls and and all that but for some reason i just i just loved it you know although i couldn't play it at all um it just sort of uh, exposed me to it and i never looked back since really is it true you went to the same school as ab de villiers yeah yeah there was i mean there's a lot of prolific names that that come from that school um uh, also, he was the same year. Um, Neil Wagner for New Zealand. Um, Arno Kin, Jock Rudolph. There's, there's a few names um, that I haven't mentioned now. But um, it's yeah, it was, it was it was a great school to 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 um, really have gone to um, with all those great names and you know you you really look up to and and sort of chase the, the people that that you that you've looked up to through, throughout the years. Um, so yeah, that was that was really. I, I think it, it wasn't a decision that I made personally. My dad, my dad sort of <laughs> kindly forced me to go to that school. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm so thankful for that. It's the best decision I've never made. So that's that's great. You probably have um, people in about 10, 15 years saying I went to the same school as Deploy and saying, <laughs> do you know what I mean? If you could be the next one, the next the next picture on the wall, or kind of thing. 
Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, um, there will be a little mention. But I mean, I'm sure, you know, by the time I, I end my career, there'll be a lot of other guys also coming through the school. Um, you know, there are unbelievable schools uh, down in South Africa. They, you know, school sports is quite a big thing. Um, I'm, I'm sure Dusty would have probably told you the same thing. So, um, yeah, and I, I'm pretty sure there'll be a lot of um, superstars coming through uh, Uffies in, in the years to come. What's the system over in South Africa then from being playing at school and, and playing locally? How do you go through the ranks to, to go and play professionally? How did that happen? Yeah, so um, when, when I was done with school, it, it basically you, 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 you have the option to go to an academy. So, so every franchise team or, or province, um, as we call it, um, has, a, has a, an academy level. Um, I think it's pretty much the same as here, really. Um, and then you get provincial and then you get uh, franchise cricket. So the franchise cricket is basically just uh, the two provinces being combined together and that's one franchise. So there's obviously a lot less franchises than provinces. Um, and the ultimate goal obviously was, was to play for South Africa. So if you, so if you, if you play franchise cricket, you, you basically are eligible to be picked for, for South Africa. So one of the six franchises really. How does this standard What's the standard like compared to the county cricket game? Is it comparable? Is it similar? Yeah, so, um, you know, I was I was under the impression before I came here, I, I didn't really, I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't really know a lot of, uh, a lot about county cricket, rather. Um, you know, we knew we knew the, the odd counties here and there because I was fortunate enough to, to tour to England um, while, I, while I was at school. Um, but, yeah, we, we sort of just thought, you know, it's 18 teams, you know, surely the standard can't, can't, it can't be that good. I mean, we only have six teams, so surely it can't be that good. But, um, you know, I always, I always refer to where the cricket teams are internationally. And I think that's a very good comparison because, you know, that's, that's where your, your, your international players come from. They come from the, the domestic system. Um, so if you look at that, based on that, you'd have to say England's um, county circuit is is stronger at the moment. Um, I mean, you could probably think of a million reasons why or why not so, you know, if, if you're South African. Um, but I, I would say that county cricket probably pips South African, uh, the South African domestic structure. Um, I know they, they're going through a change next year, um, going to 15 um, provinces rather than the fr franchise and province system being divided. So I don't know, hopefully, hopefully that, that, that puts them in good stead going forward. Do you have to adapt, particularly obviously as a batsman, to the English conditions and obviously the duke ball and the cloud? So is it difficult to come over and then it's like the ball's zipping around corners and stuff? It. Oh yeah, yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's, so, it's so much different. Um, you know, luckily when I came here, I, I, I sort of like got right into the the one day cricket bit of it, um, where you mm. play with a wide ball and that's also a kookaburra, which is no difference at all. But once I started playing with a Duke ball for day cricket, it was such an adjustment I had to make. And you know, still today, I'm I'm just trying to figure out like what the best way to play is. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to ask as many questions as I can. Trying working, I try working on on a few things that that I see other players do that do well here. But it's just yeah, it's a ever ever learning process, I guess. Obviously, like we mentioned earlier, for people that don't know about. Um the balls in cricket so what's the difference between like the duke and the kookaburra ball because there's two main balls that are used in cricket two red balls and like the english game used the duke don't they and then there's the kookaburra used in the subcontinent 
what as a batsman, what's the two the difference between the two, in your opinion? Yeah, so um, there's a couple of differences. The first would be that it's a lot harder, and the the, the cue ball is a lot harder than the kookaburra, and it stays long harder for longer too. Um, where kookaburra, by the over fourteen, mo- like most of the time, it's it's sort of just flat, and you know they they speak of you know the air going out of the ball. That's that's sort of what it looks like from the side or feels like as a batsman when you capitalise, obviously. Where with the Duke ball, it sort of just stays hard for, you know, can be for like 80 overs, you know. And then the seam of a Duke ball is a lot thicker than a Kookaburra. Kookaburra's uh, seam is a lot thinner, um, which is obviously uh, the, uh, the the Duke ball is, is a lot more pronounced um, as such. So it, it deviates a lot more off the surface than, than a Kookaburra would. Um, and that's just the simple, simple things that, that make it difficult. And obviously... They speak about the swing, the swinging conditions in England. Um, so, yeah, it's all those things to take into account, really. Does it take longer to see a duke off then? Germany see it to, to get in and get rid of the new ball? Is it longer for a duke? Yeah, well, I, I would say so, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think there, there would be very few people or batsmen that would um, disagree with me there. <laughs> so, so, coming to England then, how does the move coming over happen? And, and why Derbyshire? Yeah, so I... Um, I've got a mentor called um, Jock Rudolph, which I mentioned a bit earlier. Um, who played for Glamorgan and, and a bit for South Africa. Yeah, and he's just someone that I've really looked up to uh, as a left-handed batsman. Um, and he, yeah, like I, like I mentioned before, he went to the same school and we, we happened to play um, at an old boys game together, um, you know, against the first team, uh, first, first, first team school side. And um, yeah, we just sort of met up a, a week after just to have a chat about batting. And yeah, he he, he sort of found out that I, that I had a passport because I didn't really ever think of playing county cricket at all. I've, I've always wanted to play for South Africa um, as a little kid. And, um, you know, as, as all South Africans are, they are very proud people. And, you know, they they would do anything to, to represent their country. Um, but then, you know, when I had, when I had the chat with Jock, um, you know, and, and he did it in, you know, the most honest and, and respectful way, really. Um, you know, he just sort of made he made me think of it, of it in a different way. You know, I'm, I still love South Africa, I absolutely adore the country, and but I, I've really learned to to uh, to enjoy England too, and, and starting to love the country um, and, and and what it offers for 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 people like us. Um, so yeah, he, he basically just said that I can always go back um, if, if um, I end up not enjoying my time over here. But luckily, that wasn't the case. Um, I, I absolutely love county cricket. And uh, yeah, it's the best decision I've ever made. Has the Colpac situation impacted on, on that? Obviously, with the, the and, and things changing, has that impacted you personally with, with what you can do going forward? Luckily not. No, it's no. Um, so they've got a thing they call pre-settled status. The government. So if if I was in the country before Brexit, um, and I've got proof of that, which is your pre-settled status, then um, yeah, you, you you get to work here for as, as long as you like. Luckily, at the minute I play over here as a local in in England. Okay. No, and and if I wanted to play in South Africa, I would play as an overseas player. Yeah. So if I do decide to to want to represent in South Africa. Um, I would have to play, obviously, as a local in South Africa and come and play over here as an overseas player like Ahama does and Bain Villas and, and all those guys. 
Is that something? Is that a target later on to to play international cricket for, for South Africa? No, it's. I wouldn't say it's part of the plan. I've I've, I've set my I've set my um, my mind firmly on 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 staying in England. Really, um, you know, I'd I'd love to have the opportunity to play international cricket, but that's very far away for me still. Um, at, you know, at the minute, I just want to focus on the game tomorrow and score as many runs as I can and take every practice as a as a learning experience and just trying to get better. Because I know if I focus on my process, then you know the rest will take care of itself. Um, you know, be it playing uh, international cricket or having a very prosperous county career. Um, to, to me, at the end of the day, I'm I'm just so fortunate to do what I love. Um, and uh, yeah, of course, I've got my aspirations, but uh, yeah, I've I've got to just sort of stay in the moment, if if you want to call it that. <laughs> yeah. What were you, your first impressions coming to to Derbyshire then? Um, did you know much about Derbyshire before coming over? Obviously, admit you don't really know much about county cricket and the standard and stuff. But did you know much about Derbyshire and, and what were your first impressions? I sort of had an idea um, about Derbyshire just just before I came over, um, but very very like minimal knowledge um, really. Um, but yeah, my first impressions were just you know such a friendly club, um, welcoming and very family orientated. You know, it's. Um, yeah, I was I was really fortunate to, to walk into an environment like that because I think it can be quite daunting as as a foreigner to walk into a whole new setup. You know, you've left your family behind and friends and and, and all of that, um, which which people sometimes forget. You know, it's not only the cricket. You know, you've, you've got a life outside of cricket too. So you know, you have to, I had to start over, and uh, but you know, luckily the guys have really received me in the best way possible and. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just so happy to be sitting here. Uh, when we spoke to Dusty, I said I asked him how much of a gamble it was to come over and and have a go at the the English game and stuff. People don't take into account, like you just said, how difficult it can be. Is it difficult to to settle in and because you could go to a club where you kind of you not not accepted, but it's more difficult to settle in and then it affects your cricket and everything. So, do you find it difficult at first to like walk in a changing room, not know anybody, the other side of the yeah. world, basically? Yeah, absolutely, and I, yeah, I can just go further on that point where you know you, you sort of you sort of stand there and you got all these new faces and you try on your best to to remember each name, but it's just it's physically not possible to cram that all in your head. So you know it's just, it's it's one of those things where you know nowadays it it, it becomes a bit more of a uh, normality if if you want to call it that where. You just need to, you know, you just need to sort of adapt because, you know, that's where the game's going. Um, um, but yeah, uh, like I said, I can't really complain. I, I walked into a very friendly environment and the people were awesome to me. So, Connect Red are a Midlands-based telecommunications company with branches in Cannock, Derby and Burton-on-Trent in partnership with Vodafone UK. Our shops are currently closed due to the pandemic, but we are here to help in any way we possibly can. Get in touch with us for any of your tech and communication needs, consumer or business, and we can tailor individual packages and cater for multi-bundle deals too. Visit us at connectred.co.uk. That's C-O-N-N-E-K-T-R-E-D and drop us a message. One of the highlights from your time at Derbyshire, well, the highlight for the club while I've been here was obviously the, the T20, uh, the run to finals day. 
what was it about that that side and and why did it do so well to to get to finals day the first time we've ever done it yeah geez that's a good question um yeah i haven't actually really thought about it in depth um but i i think the bowlers really really played a big part in it um yeah i mean i i top top six batters did really well during that tournament but i really must say i I think it was down to Steve Kirby, our, our former bowling coach, and and his bowling unit. I think they really um, just set such a high standard and really know they really knew their plans back then, um, and that was the standout. I think you know they just they just they knew exactly what they wanted to do and they executed it. Um, as simple as as it sounds, um, but you know sometimes it is as simple, and, and we we try to make it as difficult as possible, which is quite ironic. Yeah, it's uh, from from the outside because that, that season I was commentating for BBC Radio Derby on on the T20s and it just seemed that everybody had a role and everybody knew what the role was in the side. Is that is that kind of make sense that everybody had their yeah. job? Yeah, no, that's very true. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I doubt that any player goes into a season not knowing what their role is. But it's, of course, the, yeah, the difficulty is is actually like honing or, or owning your role rather. Um, because, yeah, like I said, everyone will know their role. As a professional cricketer, you should know your role in the team. Uh, but it's it's that, that's that little difference of can I really own that role? Mm. Um, and, yeah, hopefully hopefully this season we'll, we'll get that right again. There was a few highlights during that campaign. Uh, I think, like, winning at Old Trafford to, to secure getting the quarterfinals, winning at, at Bristol um, and... Well, I think one of mine, and I was commentating at Headingley, was the 32 off the over against Dwayne Olafia, uh, and you hit a lot of them runs. Can you can you remember that? Yeah, it was a bit of a blur. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I remember, I remember um, grabbing a drink over before that, and you know, I, play, I played against, I played with Dwayne and against Dwayne at school, but I, I played with him for a long time, um, which people probably don't know. And like free state before you came over here. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it, it's just that it's funny because, you know, here's your friend running up to bowl, but you, you're trying to take him down, you know, in, in the nicest way possible. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's, you know, you're facing a, a, a ball and, and you're standing there with a bat, you know, no matter who it is, you know, at the end of the day, you've got to score runs and, and he wants to bowl you out. It's as simple as that. <laughs> uh, but I, I did feel a bit bad, but I'm, I'm sure he's going to want his revenge in. In, uh, in the future. Uh, yeah, it was good fun. I was going to say, did you feel bad? Because the ball was going everywhere. I don't think I've ever seen that. I think it was some kind of, either equaled the record. Or, I can't remember. I should have done, I should have recorded it. But there was some kind of record broken at the time for it, wasn't it? Did you not feel bad? No, well, I, I, felt, <laughs> I felt really good at, the, at, at in the moment that it happened. But afterwards, you know, I did feel bad for you. But, you know, that's just the game of cricket. You know, sometimes you... You, you're on the receiving end, and sometimes you, you're on, on on the side that you want to be. Um, that's you just got to take it as it comes. I think it was it uh, Mads at the other end, Wayne Madsen. Yeah. So I was going to ask you about them. It's fellow South African, obviously a, a club legend at Derby. You got in the all-time eleven last year, which is amazing. Do you look up to him as as a batsman and look at what he does and try and learn from him in, in the being in England? Yeah, absolutely. He's been magnificent. Um, you know, player to look up to for me, um, and just the kind of person he is. You know, he's 
he is really a heartwarming person, such like such down to earth uh, kind of bloke, and and always willing to help people around him. He's always got time for other people. Um, yeah, so it's it's really someone to someone for me to aspire to be one day. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to learn a lot of a lot of things from him. Hopefully, hopefully he stays on the field for all all few seasons to come. Fingers crossed. I think it, you'd have to drag Wayne off the pitch, wouldn't you? If it was, uh, yeah. I don't think it'll be. It'll be like when his eyes have gone or something, and he just yeah. can't do it anymore or something like that. Yeah. Final finals day of that season. Obviously, it's a disappointing day, but still a brilliant occasion for us all. But uh, a disappointing result. What do you think? Didn't quite click right that day. Do you know? Do you look back and think if we'd have done something differently, we'd have maybe got to the final and, and done a bit better? Yeah, I think if, if, yeah, hindsight is beautiful, but you can. If, if we, I think if we just studied the first game a little bit better um, and saw how much, because we had we had the luxury of of actually seeing how the pitch plays or played, and um, I don't think we adapted quite well enough. I think we just sort of stuck to. Oh, I mentioned before how well we stuck to our roles, and and you know, but sometimes you got to be adaptable, you mm. know, um, and you need to know when to be adaptable. So. Uh, on that day, it was it was a, it was clearly a spinning pitch, but um, you know, so so that that means that'll be tougher for seniors, obviously. And uh, you know, I, I think if we could go back, we we would have probably bowled a bit more spin or, or the slower bowlers with with off cutters and, and all that. And I think it, it would have made it a lot more difficult. And from a batting point of view, um, you know, I, I think we we probably would have just wanted to play spin a little bit better. Um, because uh, I, th- I think we would we, we we were dumbfounded a little bit. Oh, that's how it at least lo- looked like afterwards, you know. Uh, which which was a pity because I think, like I said, you need re- you really need to be adaptable in that situation. It, it doesn't help you just throw your hands up in there and say, well, oh, it's spinning. Well, you know, it's 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 the same for both teams at the end of the day. So yeah, it's it's sad that we couldn't um, we couldn't uh, uh, put up a better performance or or, or even. Um, progress to the, to the final, but I'm sure everyone was better for it, and yeah, hopefully we put ourselves in into a similar situation. Do you think some of it may have been the occasion, uh, the first time that a lot of the players had been in a, such a, like a, an occasion like that? So many people, obviously, sell out at, at Edgebaston. Do you think that may have been an element in it? In it? Yeah, it, it can be. Um, I think I think people deal with deal with pressure differently. Um, you know, so some people will thrive in, in that in that environment, but I can tell you for sure that I've never played in front of a crowd like that ever. Um, I think that the, the biggest crowd that I played before before county cricket was was about seven thousand people, and and that was a lot in, in a domestic game. So you know, times that by five, and and just the atmosphere and all that, it's it it is quite intimidating. Um, but like I said, it, it's something that, that as, a, as a sportsman, you need to get used to pretty quickly and you need to learn how to embrace it because, you know, that's not going away. It's, it's only going to get bigger and better. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that the people that, are, that can thrive under pressure the most will, will probably have a, a much more prolonged career. The hundred, the hundred ball, the, the new format. Have you thought about how you approach that yet? It's, or has it been discussed? Because being a new format, will it be similar to T20? Have you thought how you may approach it? Yeah, I, I, yeah unfortunately, just missed out on, on the draft this year. Um, but I mean, it's, yeah, I think it's a great format. It's it's something that um, 
that I think English cricket, you know, at first I, I wasn't really sure about it, I'll, I'll be honest with you. But uh, I think, you know, if I think about it now, it's it, it might bring a, a new type of supporter to the game. Because um, if if you if you look at all the English supporters, you know the majority of them are are more towards the older side. You know, no disrespect to them because I, I absolutely love the supporters in England. Um, but I, I think it's important to to grow the game. You know, um, have other um, uh, you know just social groups getting involved into cricket. You know, because um, at the end of the day, the more people we expose to cricket, the better it is for the game. And uh, yeah, at the end of the day, I'd love, for, you know, as a lover of, of cricket, I'd love to see the game grow. A lot of the traditionalists and, and cricket fans, and they think there may be a risk of killing off county cricket with, with things like that. Do you think that could be a risk or do you think they can go hand in hand? Because I think people thought the same about T20 20 years ago, that that might do that too. So, but do you think that might be a risk? Yeah, I think there's always an element of, of risk, um, but I'm I'm sure they would have thought this through a million times over. I don't think it's it's an idea that just came overnight and they just sort of, you know, dropped it on us and you know, and off we go. Um, I think they really thought about it this long and hard and and how to how to combat any issues like that. I'm pretty sure they've all they've got they've all got their their plans in place, whether it, it be with marketing or. A promotion on, on different levels on count with county cricket. I'm 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 sure that the hundred will actually complement it rather than actually take it over. Changes in the in the championship game as well this season. Obviously in groups of uh, three rather than division one and division two. Are you excited by that? Is that a change that you you're excited by playing different teams and at different grounds and stuff? Yeah, I think it's it's really nice um, because you know we play. Oh, well, I played. In the first season I came over here, we, we played in, in Division Two, um, which, which is no no secret. Um, and last year was quite nice because we get we got to play against Yorkshire, which is Div One, um, and I think Lancashire also um, got promoted the year the year before. So it's just it's it's nice to just diversify a little bit, um, give give us smaller counties the opportunities to play against the, the more prolific. Oh, or Div 1 counties of, of the past and just see where, where we measure up, you know. And um, I think after the group stages, it's going to be a very fair reflection because then we get reshuffled again in, in, in the rankings. So hopefully, fingers crossed, um, you know, we can compete for that, that those top, sp- top two spots and, and, and get into Div 1. That'll be awesome. Do you see it as an opportunity to to go to test grounds and play against counties, Division One counties, to to get your name out there as well? To go if you go to a test ground, play against a, a big county and, and do well, it's it's getting your name out there more. And do you see that as a, like a shot window, an opportunity to to further your game and and get yourself out there? Yeah, to be honest, I'm not I'm not really thinking about that too much now. I, I just want to I just want to do well for Derbyshire, um, and like I said earlier, just take every game as it comes. Um, if if opportunities like that arise late in my career, then you know so be it, and 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 I'll think about it then. But at the minute, I just want to do my best for Derbyshire and and hopefully win some trophies. That's that that would be the ultimate. Just to, to win a trophy for Derbyshire this this season would be unbelievable. I was going to ask you what if you set yourself targets. Um, have you set yourself any targets? And and obviously that would be number one when it brings some silverware to the county ground. Yeah, I got my I got my personal uh, uh, targets and um, runs wise and, and all that. But yeah, as you know, for, for Derbyshire, I would love us 
to just compete in every format and at least walk away with one trophy. What do you think the strongest format is for, for the Derbyshire side at the minute? Which format do you think they'll be the strongest in? A difficult, to, a, a difficult question to answer, but I'm here to, to ask the difficult questions. <laughs> yeah, no, you, that's, that's, you do your job. Jeez, um, um, that is a really tough question because you know, we, we did fairly well in the four-day come in the Bob Willis Trophy last year, um, narrowly missing out on, on, on a potential final at Lord's. So, I'd say we got a really good chance there, and and we've made a, a few good signings, I think, um, which which can help us with that. Um, and then T Twenty cricket, I think we, I think we got a we got a good shot. Eh? Um, I think we got a good shot. We haven't played one day cricket in, in in two years, so I, I don't think I don't think um, you know I'd give you a, a fair a fair reflection on that. But I mean, it's not far off from, from my 20, T20 prediction. I, th- I think we've got a very fair shot. So, yeah, that's, and, and that's why, that's why I say I'd love us to compete for, you know, for finals places in every single format and, and walk out, walk away with at least one trophy. As a, as a Derbyshire fan, it's from, I don't know, I don't know what this is based on, but it's the 50 over this year that the one day that excites me, I think I do really think we can do really well in that. And, I think we'll do well in all, but it, the 50 over, there's something about it this year. I think the players and the, the depth we've got in squad, I think we could do really well in the 50 over and, and, and do well in that. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, we will miss um, uh, uh, very key players um, in Mads, Reese, and, and Critch uh, due to the 100. But uh, yeah, yeah I'd, we've made a few great signings and uh, I'm sure the guys that come in for them will do will do a great job. Um, and it's a great learning curve for them too. So, uh, yeah, no, I think we've got a great shot. No Mads and no Reese in, in the one day. Do you think you could get a push up and maybe open in it? Yeah, we'll have, we'll have to see. <laughs> we'll have to speak. <laughs> and, uh, and have a look. But, uh, yeah, no, at the minute, uh, I, I think um, I'm pretty positioned at four. I think, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you face it up then. I think you're, uh, you've taught me a heart. I think you'd like to open, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, I think, I think any batsman would want to face as many balls as possible in, in the white ball cricket because, uh, yeah, it, can t- it just means more runs, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, fingers, fingers crossed. What would you say your Derbyshire highlight's been? Your personal highlight when you, at the time you've been at Derbyshire? Yeah, the, the one impossible not to mention is finals day. Uh, although it ended in in a very poor result that was a great experience for me personally and, and just for the team it being the first finals that Derbyshire um, ever went to so that's great um, and then yeah just I think the 100 against Australia A was, was, was pretty special I think it was, it was good just to just to play against guys that are level up from, from you I think it, it was really awesome uh, great experience also just to rub shoulders with them was there a hundred at Lords as well? And yeah, that, that, that that's oh, that's what I was going to mention last was the hundred at Lords because I mean that's the home of cricket. Um, you know, being a lo- lover of the game, it's it's just such an ideal such an ideal ground to play and and score hundred at. So that was extremely special. Um, and then getting picked for the for the hundred, uh, which unfortunately I'm not knowing, but getting picked for the hundred uh, after that season was just uh, yeah, it was just a cherry on the top. Um, but yeah, and uh, yeah, signing a contract extension with Derbyshire, that was, I think that was also something to be really proud of. Away from cricket, how are you finding Derby 
as a as a city and a and a place to live. Yeah. So previously, when I came over to England, it was uh, I was down in Kent playing like for for small for small town really. Um, so it's it's way different. You know, you, your closest Nando's is is probably about forty minutes to an hour away. So you know, I I quite enjoy it. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of people take the Mickey out of Derby, but I, I quite enjoy it. I must say. Yeah, most of them are from Derby. That's that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, have you are you a football fan? Have you, you surely you've adopted Derby County? Uh, nah, no, no. I've I've been fortunate enough to go to two games. I went uh, to one at Notts Forest against Derby, and and one over here at Pride, Pride Park, which was really cool. Um, but yeah, no, they haven't sprung me yet. <laughs> we don't mention that swear word on this podcast list. <laughs> well, well done for calling them Notts Forest because they hate they hate being called Notts Forest. Uh, who's your team? Uh, it's it's Liverpool. Yeah. Oh, right. Anyway, it's been a yeah. pleasure, mate. See you later. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> All right. <laughs> what, why uh, Liverpool? Uh, yeah. So I mean, um, I was I always was a West Ham supporter. Um, okay. But I, yeah, I swung I swung to Liverpool uh, just because my whole family is Liverpool and they've been putting a lot of pressure on me to to swing. So, yeah, so I finally came out of the closet, if you want to call it that way. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, it's, I think it's a great team to support. They're not doing extremely well at the moment, but uh, I just love their spirit and, yeah, their support base is, is amazing. So, um, I'm getting you a Derby shirt. I am. I'm going to give you, I'm going I'm to court you one day, this one game this season at the county ground. I'm going to get you a Derby shirt. We're oh, adopting oh, it. Oh, that's the first step. I might swing. I might swing again to Derby. Now. I don't know. That's like it. the final step. West Ham to Liverpool. Yeah. People yeah. don't like it. If you go to Derby, no one will speak to you ever again. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Oh. Sure. Brilliant. It's a. Uh, it's been. It's been brilliant. Thank you very much. Just like um, Dusty did at the end, we do pass the mic. So, like, who you think might be good from the the squad? Who do you think that uh, in the in the Derby squad at the minute would be good to? Come on and have the have a chat with us and have a laugh. Cool. Um, I don't know if you've done Mikey Cohen yet. No, no, I've not. No, we haven't. Yeah, so I think I think I think he, he might be a good candidate. Yeah. yeah. Put a good word in for us. Yeah, I will. I will. Right. I will for sure. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. No, we'll um, we'll get you back on during the season if that's if that's okay with you. Have a catch up in a couple yeah. of months. That would be brilliant. Thank you so much for coming on uh, up the Rams. All right. All right. Have a good one. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. See you later. Take care. Cheers, bye, bye.